KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is the Rundown, Philadelphia's local news podcast for Wednesday, November 24th, 2021. I'm Jay Scott Smith, and on behalf of the entire KYW News Radio Original Podcast team, we are wishing you and your family a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving, of course, is about togetherness. And in many cases, it's not just about who you gather with, but where you do so. Home is such a big part of this holiday. But what do you do when home as you know it doesn't exist? As we hear from KYW News Radio's Hadas Kuznets, Thanksgiving is going to be different this year for a local community that was upended by the remnants of Hurricane Ida back on September 1st. On September 1st, we knew that the storms were coming and we were going to have some severe weather. So I remember having dinner with my family and then I had to go. I got in the car and basically when you do storm coverage, you go to where the storm is. In the midst of a high impact widespread weather event as Ida moves through, spawning presumed tornadoes from Willow Grove in Montgomery County to Mullica Hill in Gloucester County. Heavy rain should continue through. It started getting dark and I made it out to kind of Lafayette Hill. And from Lafayette Hill, I had to go to Ambler, Fort Washington. It's a drive that usually takes about 10 minutes. And that night, it took me several hours. Now, I believe we have KYW's Hadas Kuznets, who's in Ambler, Montgomery County. Hadas, you there? Hey, Jeff, I'm here. So I uh, the big problem here is road closures because of the flooded roads. So a lot of the people that I've seen on the roads, uh, I'm... Uh, presuming that many of them are people just like me that are trying to get from point A to point B. Now, the reason that I was driving to this area is because... All the streets were closed. All the roads were closed. There were police on the roads. And you weren't sure if you were going to get washed out on the road or not. By the time I made it into Ambler, I didn't recognize Ambler because it was totally power outages everywhere. It was very disorienting. It was quite a crazy night. I eventually got there. I was there like, you know, two in the morning and there was no getting out of there. I stayed the night. Uh, Next thing in the morning, I wanted to get up with the sun so I could assess the damage. Power lines and flooding. KYW's Hadas Kuznets went out to uh, Upper Dublin where she spoke with a police chief, Francis Wheatley, about the damage there. Uh, There's also one storm-related death uh, in Upper Dublin. Do you know about if there was one tornado, two tornadoes? I can't can't even confirm at this point whether a tornado hit, what it appears. Uh, Clearly, it looks like a tornado, but uh, we'll wait for the the, National Weather Service to tell us that actually happened. And what are you doing in terms of uh, helping residents? Are there power outages? I know a lot of people are displaced. Yeah, significant power outage uh, out of the 10,000 residents, uh, 5,000 are out. The first thing that I did was I drove up the street to the high school because we had heard that a tornado had touched down and ripped off the roof. And... I was shocked. You could see just like pieces of the roof twisted around a tree. Like you could see the damage and the danger and the power of the tornado. I'm Lisa McAllister and I live in Fort Washington, Pennsylvania. Lisa McAllister is a Fort Washington resident or was a Fort Washington resident. She has twin 16-year-old daughters and a husband and her family is very important to her. She talked to me about 
what it took to have her daughters. It was a bit of a struggle and creating the, this family, it took a long time and it was very difficult. That's what it seemed talking to her was the first thing that she thought of, like, am I going to still have my family through this storm? Are we going to make it through? I was actually working in our Ardmore office and someone called and said that I should leave the office because roads were starting to flood. So I made it home and my twin daughters were home with a friend. And fortunately, I got there before the really severe weather had started. And I asked them to come downstairs because I said that the tornado watch had been upgraded to a warning. So the four of us went down to our family room, which was the lowest point in the house. And, and we were in a corner when the, when the storm started. And I've heard people say that, a, you know, a tornado sounds like a, a freight train is coming towards you. And, and I think that's probably the most apt description. It was the most terrifying sound I've, I've ever heard. Lisa tells me that it's hard for her sometimes and for her daughters when they know a storm is coming. It is very traumatic because it takes them back to that day. While I'm so grateful that we all walked out of the house physically okay, the, the scars, the emotional scars will definitely be with us for, uh, I'm not sure how long, for a long time. There are times that, um, that I still can hear the sounds of the storm and hear my, my girls crying and screaming and uh, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking and, and um, painful. There was a trees coming through the roof, trees coming through the side, wind that had blown off the walls, no floor in her house, flooding. So it really made it uninhabitable. She was actually worried that it would come down completely because it didn't seem safe. They had to get out of that house. And what she thought was one night ended up being actually until present day. My name is Barbara Mass. I help with the UD Helping Hands page and the UD Cleanups page. The coming together of the community happened immediately. The next night when I was out there, people were out there, even just with words, supporting each other, telling each other this is going to be okay, we're going to get through this. They immediately put together a Facebook page, Upper Dublin Helping Hands. Then they, they started the Chainsaw Gang. Barbara Mass is part of that group. From our end, we have people who work every day cleaning up the yards. So there'll be like trees down in different people's yards. And since September 3rd, almost every single day, we've had groups of volunteers come out and clean up the yards. And then we push it to the curb. And for a long time, FEMA trucks were coming. But soon enough, they stop. And um, we're going to have to be able to try and transport some of the debris to the township building. To give you a sense of the magnitude of the damage, I mean, it's taken months. People are still gathering some of the debris. I was very lucky. With our house, we did not get hit. We we had trees in our yard and we had some flooding, but we didn't get hit to the extent of some other people. So when you're first coming out of the tornado, you, you're looking at what, what's going on with you and you're like, okay, this, this we, can, we can figure this out. And then you hear every day something that's going on with another community member and you just can't believe what's going on. I mean, there's so many different situations. There are some houses that still don't have roofs. Is that right? That's right. I mean, they're covered with tarps. There's so much work to be done and there just isn't enough people to do the work on top of everything else. There's so many jobs to be complete. 
Barbara is a teacher at Upper Dublin High School. She works with teachers. They've raised money. That money goes to temporary housing funds. So they're helping any way they can. And some of these people that she's helping are the students that go to the school, other neighbors. I kind of think some people are just taking it day by day and I cannot speak for them. So I don't know how someone gets through the day when they might not know exactly when their house is going to get fixed or how they're going to pay for this, pay for that. So I think just being able to handle one task at a time is the way that we're finding some success. It's a long road to recovery. I mean, there are people who are going to need a lot of help emotionally too. She's essentially helping the families of her children that she teaches. I don't want to get specific, but it's just, I mean, the children, it's just been traumatic. (laughs) Like when there's a storm, when there's any like storm, someone will post and think about like what happened that night and they're reliving it. Again, I'm very grateful because we were very, very lucky, but not everybody had the same situation and, and it's just going to be ongoing. So it's not going away. Lisa McAllister was telling me that it's been a tough couple of years, especially for her children, for her daughters that happen to be 16. If you happen to be 16, it's tough on your high school career because COVID started when you were a freshman, then sophomore year was pretty much all virtual, and then junior year, their high school gets hit by a tornado on the first day of school, so they're displaced. So it's been a rough high school career. So COVID has been difficult. There are still issues with the supply chain. If you have work to do on your house, Lisa was pointing out that you can get a quote after you finish fighting with the insurance company, but then you have to go out and get people to do that work. When I've heard on the news before about people losing their homes to tornadoes or other natural disasters, you know, my heart has gone out to them and I've felt sympathy for what they were going through, but then another news story comes on or something else happens in your life and and you move past it and and you stop thinking that those people are still living through their process and right now we're we're struggling a little bit with our insurance company there's a pretty large disparity between what our adjuster believes it will take to repair our home and and what our insurance company has given us so far. So we haven't even really been able to engage a contractor or begin any of the repairs because we just don't know where we're going to end up relative to to finances, what they'll give us to make us whole. And and the, the insurance adjuster that I've spoken with from State Farm keeps repeating, well, we're going to get you back to where you were, we'll make you whole, but nothing has really happened. You know, he said he went out to look at the house and and he didn't believe that there was anywhere near as much damage as our public adjuster believed. But the fact that I, I have a property that has, that is literally torn down to the studs, there's nothing left in it, but um, one toilet and a washing machine that was put in a closet. (laughs) You know, I I think that a lot of work needs to be done to uh, reconcile where we are with our insurance company. Now, after a quick timeout, we hear more from Hadass Kuznets on how the community in Upper Dublin is trying to cope during this Thanksgiving. You're listening to The Rundown. 
This is The Rundown. I'm Jay Scott Smith. And now we get back to more from KYW News Radio's Hadas Kuznets. Upper Dublin is what you would consider to be your typical middle-class suburban community with home values ranging between $400,000, $500,000. They have swim clubs and playgrounds that are well-kept. It's not the type of place where you would consider yourself a person that is in need of charity if you live in that community. My name is Dory Litton. I live in Dresher, Pennsylvania, which is in Upper Dublin Township, and I am one of the UD Thanksgiving coordinators this year. Dory Litton is another volunteer, and she is one of the residents that's helping with Thanksgiving organization. They often gather supplies for Thanksgiving, and they put together meals for people who need them. This year, much of the recipients of those donations are right there in the Upper Dublin community. Typically, the township always has a Thanksgiving initiative by means of food drives or things like that, that help families in need. This year, we decided, given the aftermath of Hurricane Ida and the subsequent tornadoes, that we would also offer something through the township directly. And a handful of us stepped up to lead a committee with the help of giant food markets contributions, we are able to bring 150 people a ready-to-go, just-needs-to-be-heated full Thanksgiving dinner this year. As Lisa McAllister mentioned to me, she's not used to being the recipient of charity. She said she's more comfortable giving to charity. And so I think that being a recipient of help or assistance has come at a shock to a lot of the residents there. Initially, when people were reaching out saying, what can I do? I, I kept saying, oh, we're, we're fine. We're, you know, we're better off than, than many of the people in this situation. We're okay. We're okay. And, and I finally, you know, realized I, I did have to accept some help. And when people were offering to come help us pack or clean up or even bring us a meal, that it took a little bit for, for me to graciously accept that. We have so many people in the community helping. We have 50 dozen cookies coming that various people in the community are baking. We have the Chabad school who have donated all of the pies. We have somebody purchasing all of the cranberry sauce. Giant food stores donated 20 turkeys. They graciously gave us gift cards so that we can include a giant gift card in each package. The Religious organizations in the area were able to offer a gift for everybody for the upcoming holidays. So there have been so many hands on deck. It's been an unbelievably awesome experience. Doralyn was telling me that meals can be picked up at the Upper Dublin Lutheran Church. And one of the most important points that she made was this idea of, you know, other people need it more than them. If you lost your home, you need help, and it's not a bad thing to accept help. Dory was saying that they have enough food for everybody, so reach out either through the Facebook page or to the Upper Dublin Lutheran Church. Everything is anonymous. There's no shame in needing help or going through a hard time. You can't predict natural disasters, and as we've seen in Upper Dublin, it can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody of any socioeconomic status. The weather doesn't discriminate based on how much you earn. 
it typically takes some sort of event and tragic event to have a community come together. However, I don't think anybody in the Upper Dublin community could have expected the way this community has stepped up. There have been countless people working around the clock since September 1st. And my hope is that even if it has been a really trying and difficult few months. I hope that everybody has somebody to be with next week. And I hope that they can find something to be thankful for, even if it's their health, you know, and our hope is that we have given them and provided them something so that we take a little bit of the burden off their plates, even if just for one day, they can just hopefully be with their loved ones and enjoy a good meal. Lisa McAllister is living with her family in a townhouse in Plymouth Meeting while they get everything sorted with their home in Fort Washington. I really do hope for her that that will move quickly, but, you know, she anticipates it could take a year, maybe more, hopefully not. She explained to me that they are very comfortable. It's not like being at home, but she is very thankful to have her family, and that's the most important thing. I asked her about Thanksgiving. She said that this year she is hosting because they always host and they don't want to change that. It's always been a tradition that we've hosted Thanksgiving and we thought it was really important for our mental well-being and and for our daughters to, to try and maintain that tradition. So we're having some friends and family come over and make the best of it. This year, she was telling me, even though they lost so much, they gained so much too. I think this year we probably have more to be grateful for than we ever have before. And for our daughters, our house, while it was our home and it's where we brought them, you know, home from the hospital to and and where we've raised them, it's walls and the walls will be replaced, the furniture will be replaced. The fact that they get up every day and I see their beautiful smiles and our friends and our, our family have, have rallied so much around us. I People who I've lost contact with through the years or have only really stayed in contact through social media have reached out to see what they can do, how they can help us. You know, people were bringing us meals and sending us gift cards and and just reaching out and, and letting us know they were thinking about us. And as much as we may have lost that night, I feel like we've exponentially gained so much since that night. A story like this, to me, really points out the things that are important, which is family, connections, loved ones, relationships. You never know when you're going to need help. You never know what's going to happen. You never know if there's going to be a flood or extreme weather or a global pandemic. We've been through a lot as communities in general with the social and racial strife that we've seen, with a lot of the upheaval, a lot of political polarization and for a lot of people it's community that helps them through it and if not community family and if not family then friends but everybody needs some sort of support to see how a community can come together during difficult times to me is really encouraging it shows that you're not alone in this world that there are other people I think the beautiful thing about this story is that they're not helping because people are voting the same way they're voting or they're not helping because people that are of a particular demographic, they're helping because it's the right thing to do and because, you know, it hurts to see people that 
are in pain that are in your community. To see that kindness to me is heartwarming. What better time to be thankful for all of that than Thanksgiving? A little empathy goes a long way in helping people feel good, realizing what we have, being happy for where we are at this moment in time. To see these small stories, I think, is a little glimmer of hope, appreciation, gratefulness. It's lovely. Just a tremendous job there by KYW News Radio's Hadas Kuznets. For more information on how you can support victims of the storm in Upper Dublin and the surrounding area, you can search UD Helping Hands on Facebook. The group has plenty of links on how you can help those who have been affected by the remnants of Hurricane Ida. We want to thank you for checking out this special edition of The Rundown, which is a production of KYW News Radio Original Podcast. This show is produced by Sabrina Boyd-Circa and Brian Seltzer. The director of podcasting for KYW News Radio is Tom Rickard. Me? I'm J. Scott Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at J. Scott Smith. That's real J. Scott Smith on Instagram and Facebook. And you can, of course, hear me every afternoon on KYW News Radio starting at 3 p.m. for Philadelphia's Afternoon News on KYW News Radio, 1060 a.m., 103.9 FM. And, of course, right here on the Odyssey app where you can also hear The Rundown. Be sure to follow The Rundown on Twitter at The Rundown PHL. Again, The Rundown PHL and listen for free on the Odyssey app or just about everywhere you get your podcasts. From all of us here at The Rundown as well as at KYW News Radio, we're wishing you a happy and safe Thanksgiving.